0: So yeah, it's Friday night. I'm super excited to uh, be here with you all. It's been a very, very divine week for sure. Um, Based off of a lot of the discussions I had this week, one of the topics that kept coming up the most was purely based on love and also a lot with ego. And one of the things about love and ego that I always want to bring up is to remind people that as we learn to heal within our lives we also learn to better uh, work with our egos. And it's not so much of, you know, you having to kill your ego or the death to your ego, but it's truly understanding the place that ego has in your life, because you cannot allow ego to control you or to control your love life. Uh, And a lot of what I learned was from a red table talk last year. Uh, And in that red table talk, Uh, they were talking about ego has no place in regards to learning how to love. Because if you allow ego to control how you learn to love, you're going to find it really challenging in your love life. Because ego is that deep, dark, hidden part of you, which is your shadow that's got those fear aspects and that insecurity and the jealousy and things like that. And you really don't want those aspects of yourself to control How you love and how you move throughout the different various relationships in your lives. Uh, One of the things they brought up is reminding yourself that um, we are not entitled to anyone's kindness or commitment. You know, everything people decide to do for us or with us is a choice. If someone chooses to love us, that's their choice. We can't make someone love us, we can't make someone unlove us. You know, it's always their choice, just like it's our choice. There's a lot of times in our lives where we've all loved someone and they might not have loved us back and it hurt us, but we need to come to the realization that no one has to love us. And that's because love is a gift. If someone chooses to love you and they gift you their love, we should accept that as a gift and not accept it as in you have to love me back. Uh, and I think that's where a lot of the confusion comes from this ideal that someone has to love us back. Um, Our love should not be based on someone else's love. Um, And I learned that because I've hurt people uh, that loved me. And a lot of the people that did love me, I felt like I need to love you a certain way because you love me a certain way. You know, it's that they're being toxic, so you're being toxic. And now you just have two completely toxic people and nothing gets done. Uh, A good point that was brought up is that love and fear are fraternal twins the deeper the love, the more vicious the fear. uh, And we worry too much about what others will think about us and what they will say if it will happen again in self-worth. And that's one of those things where if we don't do the shadow work to focus on healing what's hurt us in the past, we're going to allow those things to rekindle and respark in all the different love and relationships we have in our lives. And it just creates this endless cycle of pain and pain and pain and we have to break those cycles as soon as possible in order for us to move on and move forward and you know find a lot more happiness in our lives um ego is a mask and creates a coping slash defense mechanism for our anger and that's true our ego literally just does this over us and creates a shield and this barrier around us and deflects literally everything you know and because it's deflecting everything, at times we get triggered and that defense mechanism gets even stronger where we turn to sarcasm or we turn to anger, we turn to hatred, but it's usually something not positive. So we need to learn to get our egos in check or else we're going to always be reflecting and coming from this place of what is not our most authentic self. Um, love is a verb. It describes an action in a state uh, or occurrence and it's not a noun. Love is shown, felt, heard, and more, and not just said. And a lot of times people have that, you know, actions speak louder than words, and they do. You know, someone just typing or texting they love you, or someone just saying uh, they love you is not the full aspect of love for some of us. For some of us, love goes beyond just speaking. It goes beyond just writing. It goes so much deeper into the Metaphysical astral properties of what's beyond time and space. You know, being able to love someone and feel someone and just dedicate yourself to them and certain aspects of your life is so divine. Uh, Another thing about love is, which is common, is that oftentimes we try to repaint someone else's true nature with our love. And that's our expectations we have of others, which again are reflections of ourselves. There are times where we love someone so much and we want to repaint them and cast our own mask of how we think they should be based on the way we love, which is completely unfair. It is very unfair for us to expect others to love the way that we do. Um, And I say that coming from experience as well. There's been times where I felt like I love unconditionally, so this person should also love unconditionally. And again, those expectations lead to disappointment. So I learned to let go of these expectations because those expectations had so much to do with my ego. Uh, We should build our own validations and confidence. Ask ourselves first, you know, should we love ourselves first? Because we should. A lot of times um, we go seeking love from others or we seek someone to complete us because we feel as if we're not whole or complete. And on that journey, you'll often find a lot of disappointment. Because if you don't know how to love yourself, how can you know how to love someone else? That doesn't mean you can't have a partner and not understand love. What that means is that when you're on this journey of love and understanding yourself, know that as you break down the reflections and the shadows within you, you allow yourself to see a lot more clearly. You see love in a completely different aspect than you had before. And that's why it's very important to do the shadow work and to work on your ego and to understand what self-love truly is, because self-love is so, so important. And I can't stress it any more than that. You know, We have to love ourselves first. We have to know what love is to us. Uh, if you have to write it down, if you have to repeat it to yourself in your mantras and your rituals, love, 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 love is this, love is that. Love is whatever resonates with you. Don't let someone else tell you what love has to be because again, we all love differently. Um, Something really big that I love for couples. There's a lot of couples out there when it comes to love and sometimes we feel like things are rushed. I want to point out the fact that it's okay to go from liking to loving and then still not really knowing everything about that person and getting to know them later on. There's a common myth and misconception that You have to truly get to know someone before you love them. But that's impossible because we don't even know ourselves. So I am not the same person I was a month ago, that I was a year ago, that I was 10 years ago, that I was uh, 20 years ago. And that's how it is in relationships. When we start dating people, sometimes we feel like you're changing. That comes up a lot. People say that a lot. You're changing. You've changed. Well, that's a part of life. We all change. You know, 34 years ago, I couldn't speak, I couldn't walk, I couldn't do any of that stuff. And I changed and I learned to walk and I learned to speak. And especially on these spiritual journeys that we have, we're learning all these things about ourselves. There are moments where, you know, we don't know how to meditate, we're not doing yoga, we don't know how to heal or anything like that. And as we learn to heal these traumatic things within our lives we start to open up to so much more. And then we start understanding, you know, my ideal and concept of love and self love and being has changed. And you might feel like the partner you're with no longer resonates with that as well. And you might go through some times where you have to decide, do you want to stay with the partner? Or do you want to move on? And I've had partners move on for me that were um, at a different spiritual place than I was. And it was perfectly fine for me because we didn't we didn't. We weren't magnetized anymore. I'll say that our magnetic connections no longer resonated with one another. Um, our energies were alike. Our vibrations were alike, but we're on we were on two different frequencies. Our spiritual paths were going separate ways. And for us, we usually felt it was best to separate. You can stay friends, uh, but it's just you accept the fact that hey, we're not happy with each other, uh, in the aspect of love that we want. Um, Emotional availability is powerful and healing. Um, A lot of times we are emotionally unavailable and that usually happens in times of sadness or even when we're happy and we're learning to love ourselves more. Uh, But when you are emotionally available, it allows you to open yourself up to your friends and your potential partners. Uh, And if you're in a relationship, being emotionally available allows your partner to get to see and know and understand a completely different aspect of your life. And it's so beautiful when you're emotionally available because you start to see these things differently. You're able to love deeper. You're able to feel deeper. You're able to express yourselves deeper. And you're going to feel that in the way that you guys talk, in the way that you guys write. And when you're sitting with each other and that connection that you have is so much more divine, you know, you're going to truly understand what the other person is thinking before they say anything. You're going to feel them from a distance. You know, they could be on the other side of the country and you just feel that something's going on, whether they're happy or sad or mad or whatever's going on. And that's why emotion availability is so important because our hearts literally are these beacons. And when you open up your heart to someone else and you've healed and you're letting that beacon send these signals out, that's when other people feel it. You know, I can feel sometimes when friends are, not in a good mood. And I'll message them and I'll just be like, "Hey, what's going on? Just wanted to remind you that I love you and I miss you very much." And they're always like, "Wow, you know, I was at a time of, I was not having a good day. Thank you. I really needed that." And that's because I'm emotionally available. And at times we send out these signals when we're unavailable, uh unconsciously or subconsciously, uh and they go out to our friends. So when you're able to send these signals out and you're consciously doing it and you're emotionally available, It's like you can feel and express that you love someone without saying it, and they feel it, and they might message you back and say, I love you, or sometimes I'll be like, I love you too, and they'll be like, wow, you felt that, you heard that, you sensed that. Um, Remember that words carry energy. You know, what we say, as they say, words are spells. So when you're telling someone that you love them, there's an energy that's going with that word love. There's a vibration. There's a frequency going with it. And that's why you notice when someone says they love you, your breath changes sometimes, whether you're happy or not. You know, if I say I love you, your breath will either slow down or it'll speed up. Your heart speeds up. Your breathing is always changed by these interactions. So know that love carries so much energy, just like hate carries energy. So everything you say and everything you do carries energy with it. So be mindful of the things that you're saying and doing. Um, When it comes to, Uh, love and ego and confrontations between individuals whether you're together or you're not Um, remember that when you're angry uh, and that ego starts to kick in if you allow love to cloud or confuse you with the shadow work that has not been done yet and the reflections that are overwhelming a lot of times you dive in and you guys say things you might not actually mean And that's because we all handle anger differently. I've been in relationships. And for me personally, if I'm angry, I'll usually want to distance myself. And that's something we need to talk about with our partners and our friends and things like that. Let your partner know before things pop off how you deal with anger. You know, I'm saying for me, when I'm angry, if something triggers me, I usually want time to myself. And a lot of times partners have seen that as being worse. And I say, no, I need time to myself. And the reason why I need time to myself is because I want to process it and figure out why it's triggering me. And it's really hard for me to do that if someone's, you know, still bringing it up. And I just, I want to focus on it. So I'll let them know, hey, I'm going to go for a walk or, hey, I'm just going to go in the room and just process it for a little bit. Because most times I realize the root cause of the trigger and I'm able to solve it. And let it go. And I'll apologize and let them know I want to apologize uh, for what I did. And I'll explain to them what triggered it. Um, and usually you're able to work things out. And hopefully you can both work it out to a point where you actually understand each other's triggers. You begin to heal yourselves and help one another heal. Uh, and that makes the love that much stronger. Again, it's you know minimizing the ego. Because when two egos are clashing, when you're having an argument and you're in love, it hurts that much more. Uh, So that's why communication is important, but understanding is key. And I always let people know that we need to understand one another. It's not just about saying what you have to say. It's about listening to your partner. If your partner has a trigger and they're opening up to you and they're being emotionally available to you, listen to them. Don't just sit there thinking you want to argue and say what you have to say. Truly listen to what they're saying. Understand them. Understand them. Uh, believe in them and know that these are their truths. Even if you don't agree with what's going on, still listen to them. Uh, Jay Shetty brought up such a great point with his partner uh, when they said that when we are fighting or getting there, it's not me versus you, it's you versus the problem. To remind that when you're with your partner, that we are a team. You know, if we cannot see that we are a team, uh, whether it's uh, us versus a problem or a person or a situation, then we're going to lose every time together, and that's another thing for couples to remember. Uh, or even in friendships, you know, if you're doing the I feel this way, you feel that way, it's me versus you, it's really, it's rarely going to happen that you guys are able to compromise or get through it. So remind yourselves that when something's going on, think of it as it's us versus this problem or us versus this situation. That way, you guys can both communicate, you can both understand one another. Uh, you're not allowing your egos to take control of you and you're moving from a place of more balanced love and again when you're communicating and you're expressing yourselves then you guys can think okay this is how i feel this is how you feel i don't i don't want you to think that i don't agree with you but i need to know that this is my truth this is your truth how can we work through this problem together and and doing so hopefully you can come to a middle ground or some form of balance because a lot of things that we argue about in relationships in life actually aren't really that important, to be honest. Uh, there are some things that are important, but most of the arguments that I personally had in my life really weren't that important. That was just ego, me being stupid, me wanting to be the one that was right, or me just wanting to prove a point. Uh, and in that, in that aspect of it being me and you versus the problem, uh, to remember that me winning is them winning, uh, or me winning. And them winning and them winning is us winning. But if I win, then you lose. Uh, and that, that's the mentality we're trying to get away from. That's why it's not me versus you, because someone's going to lose then. So you want to do it where we're both winning or we both lose. Uh, and that's the best thing that I've learned with friends as well. I try not to get into those arguments with friends if there's some type of problem. I was like, let's talk about it. Because I want us both to succeed. I want us both to win. Uh, Because I know a lot of times there's misinterpretation by the things we say and the things we do. Uh, So that's why, again, communication is a very, very important thing. Um, One of the last two things is love should not be a dependency because then it puts a lot of pressure on someone else. And that's something I learned at a very young age. Um, I was never really as dependent on people, but when I was dependent on a partner, you do realize it puts so much pressure on them because they're overwhelmed in feeling they have to meet all these expectations of yours. And we need to sometimes take a step back and think like, what are the expectations I have of my friends? Or what are the expectations I have of my partner or my family members? And wonder how would I feel if they put all their expectations on me? Not that they're going to be the same, but I just think, how would I feel in their shoes? And that's actually what helped me let go of expectations. I know a lot of people have these expectations like, as a friend or as a partner, you should do A, B, C, D, all the way through Z. It's 26 things. And I started thinking, well, I think a partner should do this. But I thought, I don't want anyone else having expectations of me, so I shouldn't expect them. So remind yourself, when you have expectations of other people, think about how you would feel if you had to follow all their expectations, even if you didn't know them. And I started thinking of some of the harshest shit. Like, I'll tell myself, what if they expected me to do this? I'd be like, no, I'm not doing that. But that would be completely unfair because then I would be a hypocrite. I can't expect something of someone and not be willing to follow the rules or expectations they have of me. Uh, And one of the last things, there is a source far greater than any of this uh, that is pure unconditional love. This becomes our reflection. As we grow and develop our relationship with source, everything else falls into place. And that's why I spent so much time focusing on me, working on me, healing me, because I wanted to know that as I improve and I lessen the dark reflections and shadows that I have, uh, I don't imprint them on anyone else. And hopefully, I will find a partner that is the same way, because that's the goal <clears throat> for me. The goal for me is to find someone that's also healing, that's also done the shadow work and is still doing shadow work, but they're more self aware of it all. And that way, I can actually learn from them because we are all teachers and students. So there may be aspects of my shadow life that I have not yet to deal with that they can see and they can provide wisdom on it of how they dealt with it and vice versa. There may be things in their shadow aspects of their life that they have not dealt with and may not know how to deal with. And I can say, hey, I've dealt with that. Let's work on this together. Because again, it's you and me versus the problem or the situation. And at the end of the day, it's all about unconditional love. And unconditional love for me is truly loving someone and accepting someone for who they are. Um, There's, for me, there's some misconception about unconditional love because I remind people that I can love you unconditionally. I can love who you are. I can love you for the choices you make, but that doesn't mean I need to keep you in my space, my inner circle. I don't have to sit at the same table with you, but I can still love you. You know, I can still help you in life and assist you. If you need something, I can be there for you. But it doesn't mean I have to stay around you 24-7 if you're a toxic person. Uh, So thank you so much. I really did want to jump on here and talk about love and ego uh, because it's Friday and we're going to the weekend. And during the weekend, there's a lot more freedom going on. And because we have a bit more free time for most people, uh, or there's those of us that work every single day that don't have as much free time, but we make free time, uh, love is in the air. So I wanted to remind everyone that Uh, love and ego, there's no place for ego within love. And if you do have ego within your love, remember to work on that, to heal it, to think and self-reflect, to try to lessen the reflections you imprint on others. Uh, Again, it's about self-love. It's about unconditional love. It's about reminding ourselves that this team effort, you know, when two people focus their intentions and attentions together, instead of just one person doing it, Things happen so much faster, twice the speed. So find somebody, whether they're a friend or your partner, uh, sit down with them, uh, communicate, listen, understand, understand what the other person has to say because they're becoming more emotionally available to you. And the more emotionally available you are to your friends and partners, the stronger your connections are, the stronger the magnetism is, the more you can feel them from a distance, whether it be telepathically, metaphysically, Uh, spiritually, or any type of divine energy that's being passed around and spread. So I am sending you all much love, sending many, many blessings. And I look forward to seeing whoever jumps on tomorrow for the spiritual alchemy when I talk about the seven stages of alchemy and how it relates to shadow work. So I wish you all a beautiful night or a beautiful rising.